Welcome to the Art of Intention podcast with Beth and Ayla, two best friends turned creative entrepreneurs. This is a place for us to discuss everything business, friendships, and faith, and occasionally more. We're so excited for today's episode. We think you're going to love it. Stay tuned. It is another wonderful Monday. We are so stoked to be here and to be kicking off the week with you. So let's dive right in. Today's episode is short, sweet, and simple. It's chock full of really great advice that we're just, yeah, we're stoked to be bringing to you. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. This one is for all the photographers out there. If you saw the title, you know we are going to be talking about second shooting. But hold your horses. Even if you're an experienced photographer, this will still pertain to you. We have some information for you that you might not know about yeah beth actually put her like heart and soul into this one as she's worked with second shooters before and just has a lot of wisdom about it so whether you've ever second shot you're thinking about it or if you're honestly a professional established photographer Mm -hmm. like all in in between you're gonna want you're not gonna want to miss this but before we start let's dive into our community news real quick and we'll be right back all right So Ayla here. Hello. For those who don't know, I work as a full-time private photo editor for wedding photographers, and you've heard me talk a lot about it on this course. I got that education, or on this podcast, I got that photo education off of a course, and the course that I took for photo editing just got a major update. So like I said, a little bit of history. In 2020 into 2021, I took the Photo Editor's Guide by Katie Rivera. That's how I've reached success in my editing business, and I literally could not have done it without this course. I actually just closed my books a few days ago due to a full editing queue, woohoo, Ooh. and likely a solid client list for the rest of the year, which was one of my goals for this year. So, um, <clears throat> And like I said, I owe it all to this course that I took uh, back in 2020. This course just dropped the Photo Editor's Guide 2.0. Katie, the creator, is an amazing person. I've actually gotten to talk with her somewhat one-on-one. She um, helped me audit my website at the beginning of the year and helped me rebrand like a fully brand new website. Like actually amazing, genuine person. I really support um, pretty much everything she does. Um, She's the creator and she just made major updates to the material. So if you're a fellow photo editor who took the previous version of the course, I highly, highly recommend looking into the updated course. So many questions that editors have had over the years are addressed in this new course. Like she took feedback that she's been getting for years and built a whole brand new course based off of like people who had already taken her first one um, with completely new lessons like how to edit for clients who don't want to edit anchor images, new client workflow using Dubsado and now HoneyBook. Um, I know there's people who've taken her course who listen to this podcast and I'll just say originally she only taught with using Dubsado but now she's added HoneyBook to the ways that you can um, set up client workflow which we talked about last week. and just more information like the newest ways tips and tricks to edit profitably come slow season i'm telling you guys right now this will be like the main thing i'm diving into i straight up and so excited to dive into 2.0 of this course as business owning is all about furthering your education and continuing to learn as much as you can i legit cannot wait to dive into this new version of the photo editor's guide of course like i said come slow season because right now absolutely not but in a few months that's where you're gonna find me and i should mention if you're listening and you've taken katie's course you automatically have access to the course you do not have to pay when you pay for the photo editor's guide you get lifetime access to the course and all of its updates um which is like so nice of her, right? I got an email that was like, you've been granted access to 2.0 of the course. And I looked at the overview and there's so much brand new stuff on there. So guys, 
literally so much new and improved information for no additional cost if you have already paid for the course. So if you paid for the course, do not sleep on this update, especially if you're trying to find clients right now in busy season. If your editing queue is not full, definitely this is a great time to dive in and start looking at what she's got for you. If you have not taken her course yet, but you're considering photo editing as possibly a hustle or career, or you're a photographer looking into um, kind of rounding out your editing workflow specifically, I could not recommend this course enough. And now is a better time than ever to take a peek at it because it's fully redone and remastered. So if you're not in the photography world, you may be like, what even is a second shooter? Or if you're new to photography, maybe you don't really know about it yet. You've heard it, but you're not sure. Um, a second shooter, also sometimes called a second photographer, is a photographer who is hired by another main photographer to assist them while photographing a wedding. As some of you may know, I'm a photo editor for destination wedding photographers, but I'm not a photographer. So a lot of this is actually pretty new information for me. But it's also my secret dream to be a second shooter for Beth if we live next to each other. So <laughs> I dream about it, but I've never actually gotten to do it. <laughs> that would be amazing. That'd be the best dream team right there. Literally. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Anyways, so basically a second shooter will accompany the photographer all or most of the day, and they may branch off to do certain things as the primary photographer requests it. So like photograph details, photograph the groom and groomsmen getting ready. Um, during the ceremony, they're going to capture people's emotions and reactions. And just overall, they're going to get different angles than the primary photographer. A second shooter is basically like an extension of the primary photographer, or at the very least, they're an assistant to the primary photographer. Yeah. And in saying that, that's not to be confused with an associate shooter. An associate shooter is a professional, experienced photographer who goes in the primary photographer's place to a photo shoot and does the like the entire shoot for them, then sends yeah. the raws back to the main photographer who hired them. This can happen if a photographer is sick or something unexpected comes up and they need a dependable replacement. Exactly. So yeah, associate shooter... That's that, but we're talking about second shooters, second photographers. Okay, now let's talk real quick about who should be or who can be a second shooter because it's been commonly thought that only new photographers are second shooters and they do it just to gain experience. And while right. that certainly is a great way to gain experience, that's true, you can actually find very experienced seasoned photographers shooting secondary as well. Um, and as we go through the benefits of being a second shooter, we'll explain why exactly that is. Um, Ayla, why don't you kick us off with some benefits of second shooting in general? Yeah, for sure. There's so many benefits to it that we've talked about a little bit before, but one of the first, and of course the most obvious is um, one of the most obvious benefits of picking up second shooter photography gigs is, of course, the experience. And we're not just talking about experience for beginners. It can also be experience for professional photographers who are wanting to branch out in their style of photography or reach a new venue or simply add a different kind of wedding to their portfolio. It's a really great way to work side by side with some of your most admired photographers. Photographers who are looking for second shooters are looking for people who know their gear well. So the more experienced you are as a photographer in general, the better candidate that you may actually be. Yeah, exactly. That's so true. Um, so the benefit of experience really applies to anyone. It's not just for beginners. Another benefit of second shooting um, that you'll see that applies to, again, both beginner and professional alike is the extra money without the long-term work. So doing a wedding yourself, of course, entails the weeks of communication with the clients, weeks of editing, as as you know, Ayla, very <laughs> <Indeed>. well. <laughs> so photographing the wedding day is really only a small part of the process. And when you're the second shooter, you are paid to show up on the day of and your work 
for the job is limited mainly just to that day. Right. And gosh, let me tell you, that is a weird feeling showing up to a wedding and like photographing it and not having to go home to edit. It's a very freeing feeling. It's very <laughs> oh weird. my gosh. Yes, I bet. Yeah. It's so weird. Like just having nothing to do with it afterwards, you know, other than saving the photos and make sure they're safe. But anyways, so to my experienced photographers who have never tried second shooting or who like write it off thinking that they're too seasoned now to experience, this is a great way to make money and to fill in gaps during your slow season. So mm-hmm. you don't need to feel like you have to pick up a part-time job in the winter or you don't feel have to feel like you just have to go without some money. Um, whenever your slow season is winter or, or another time, you can start doing second shooting jobs. Yeah. I never thought about that too. That it might actually be nice. Like if you are a full-time photographer, um, running your business and then I imagine it might be just, yeah, kind of freeing to like go shoot and be done. Like to just experience that creativity, go have a fun wedding day. And then, wow, epiphany yeah. for me, not a wedding photographer. That still sounds so fun. But then I were chatting before, like I do have some photography experience, like just as a hobby. So that like resonates with me. I'm like, oh, I could just go shoot, but yeah. like not deal with the rest of it. Oof. Interesting. Exactly. It's amazing. And then you have, and this is where like a lot of beginners get drawn into it. You have those photos for your portfolio. And even if you're an yeah. experienced photographer, like you were saying before, it's a way to reach a new venue. It's a way to have different types of weddings in your portfolio. So there's that benefit as well that I think, I guess we kind of forgot to mention. Yeah. Yeah. Totally like stress-free, stress-free portfolio work, connecting with vendors. And not to say that you shouldn't also take it super seriously as a second shooter. And speaking of taking it seriously, Beth, let's go ahead and transition into talking about what a good second shooter does. And what does someone need to really do to be a good second shooter? Okay. Yes. Let's chat about this. This is like the um, main uh, meat, the meat of the whole thing. So (laughs) let's get into it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So bear with us while we list out a few things. Um, And actually, first off, you said it, take it seriously. You're being paid to be an extension of your primary photographer. That's their reputation and their clients on the line. Care about it as if it was your wedding or your clients. Um, But that's just more of an overall note. There is a list of, um, Ayla and I think about six things that you should do to be a good second shooter. And like, seriously, these are honestly like the bare minimum or like, these are like the pillars, I guess, of being a good second shooter. Um, or I guess you could say the rules that you should go by. Right before you jump into it, just wanted to check because I guess we didn't cover this, but you've been both a second shooter and oh. you've hired second shooters, correct? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Good point. So, yeah. I've been a second shooter many times um, and then I hire second shooters for, I mean, probably most of the weddings that I do. Right. So, experience on both sides. And I talk to lots of photographers who have experience being second shooters, who hire second shooters. So, it's something I'm very, very familiar with. And I – yeah have developed these six pillars or these six rules based on my experience and the experience of other people that I talk to. Um, so yeah, that's where like Beth's, Ooh, this is Beth's yes. six <laughs> pillars to second shooting guys. Oh my gosh. Valuable information. <laughs> oh my gosh. I guess they are kind of my pillars, but to be fair, I think that anyone would agree with these. Right. I, I think, Oh my gosh. Okay. Let's cool. just jump right in. Yeah. So, go <laughs> um, number one, Maybe it goes without saying, but know your gear and have some experience. This isn't a mentorship. It's not a classroom. It's a wedding day. And the primary shooter Mm -hmm. is expecting you to be competent with your gear and your ability to go shoot wherever they need you to shoot. Um, Again, even if you're a beginner, that's fine. We'll talk more about communicating that in the future, but just know your gear. You have to, you have to know something. Like when Um, showing up on the wedding day, like be there, be ready to show up. Like exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Two. Be honest and upfront about your experience and skill level. So I kind of like going off of the first one. You don't have to be super experienced, 
like we said before, it's a great way to gain experience. But if you don't know flash, tell them. If you only shoot automatic, tell them. You have to be honest about your gear and about your experience from the beginning. So yeah, one, know your gear and have some experience. But number two, be honest and upfront about your experience and skill level. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number three, be eager and hardworking. Just don't be lazy. That's all that one is. Just don't be lazy. If the primary photographer is moving around and shooting, you should be too. Get excited about the day. You're there to work. Be a hard worker. Nice. Um, number four, come prepared and on time. This includes paying attention to any information the primary photographer gave you. Have the timeline saved on your phone, etc. You know, stuff like that. But also don't overwhelm the primary photographer asking for unnecessary info. This is a big one. If you're a experienced wedding photographer and you're used to doing weddings by yourself or you're used to being the primary, you can get the temptation to want to come in and be like, what's, what are the names? What is the exact timeline? What's all this information? Right. Oh, you okay. are not the primary photographer. Your job is to be there and assist. And if you're messaging or emailing or texting the primary asking for all this information, you're giving a bigger burden to them and you're not there for that. You're there to help. So all you really need is a place, a time and a pay rate. This isn't your wedding. If they don't want to give mm -hmm. you names yet, if they don't have a timeline for you until the day of, don't pester them. Don't add more to their plate by asking for information you don't need if they don't give it to you. Just remember you're there to help. So that's kind of, I know a little Ooh, tangent on that one. No, that's, yeah. that, that's so good. And I guess it would like apply to like, cause I know that primary photographers, they'll go like they'll location scout, they get there early yep. and all these things. And unless they ask you to do that, that's not your job. It's like just yes. show up and like be there. Because I'm sure yeah. you get this, Beth, like you might be like, hey, come with me a day early and let's go like check it out if that's the relationship. But but that yeah. would be established probably by the primary photographer. Prior. Usually it's just yes. like, hey, show up. I know where we're going. You don't have to yeah. worry about it. No, I think that's like exactly. really invaluable advice actually. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. And it's also a respect <clears throat> thing too, respecting them as the primary. You don't need to know this information because you are not the lead. So don't act yeah, like Yeah, just it. trust them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Give respect. Okay, number five, I think is what I'm on, right? Five? Yes. Um, and this to me is the most important one in my opinion. Um, do not advertise for yourself. You do okay. not hand out your business cards. You do not share your social media handle. You do not share your business name. You are there to represent the primary photographer, and which means you are there only to advertise for them, oh, not yourself. If someone comes and asks for your information, yeah, if someone comes and asks for your information, you give them the information for the primary shooter. The fact that some second shooters try to advertise for themselves at other photographers' weddings is honestly horrific. I, I cannot stand that. The primary photographer who worked to get that wedding deserves the future clients yeah. and deserves the connections. Agreed. You will get future clients from the work that you put out there, from the photos you took at that wedding when you're allowed to share them, not from spreading your name at that wedding. That is not what you're there for. You cannot do that. Like that's a really good way to never get hired again as a second shooter. I would never consider that. Like I I don't think that's super common knowledge because I know it's I know it's normal for the primary photographer to totally be making connections at their yep. wedding to totally be like hey, hey here's my name here's this and if you know aunt mary is impressed by your you know behavior you can totally be like absolutely when are your kids getting married like that is totally what the primary is doing i imagine that would be so shocking for a second shooter to be doing the same to be like oh by the way don't hire her hire me wow no i've well, never it's, it's i know not nothing even... about this dynamic so that's crazy well, right. It's not even that blatant. It's not like the people it's, and this is where you have to remember, I'm speaking right. to someone who's being a second shooter, put yourself in, in their shoes. Imagine if you were the primary at a wedding, you really worked hard to get and someone was handing out their own information. Someone that you hired, hired yeah. your employee totally. was trying to get future weddings. I have had a second shooter do this and it's not like it's super blatant or obvious. 
So I think the DJ was announcing like, oh, thank you to the photographer, um, Best Whites of Photography. And then she stood up and waved. <gasps> and I was like, you – and I didn't even stand up and wave because I was just like, I, I just kind of let these things pass over. I smile and I, I nod. Um, but she literally got up, mm, stood up and waved. And I'm like, that is – you are not – she was trying to identify herself as the one that people can come to and talk to. That was so – horrifying yeah. to me i was like excuse me at you least sit if down. you're gonna do that you're like not- do it do a gesture over to you at least too to like you, you know exactly. like if you're gonna make a show of it at least like gesture and be like us like the team right wow and i oh have found gosh. out yeah i mean there's so much i could say about this but i've also found out there was an another second show i found out that gave her information to somebody to the bride and groom she gave her social media information to the bride and groom what? and uh i mean i could go on to how many problems that could potentially cause and how disrespectful that is but it did cause some some problems just don't do that that's not what you're yeah. there for you're there to only represent and if someone comes up to you i know that you can make the excuse well they asked me for it. no your job is to say, oh, I'm glad that you like how I'm working today. Here is the primary photographer. Her information is is this. You know, here's her website. Yeah, here's we're here working together. Yeah. yeah, I'm here working for, for him or her. One of your main jobs, aside from taking photos, is to represent the primary photographer. That's why your attitude matters. It's why your work ethic matters. It's why your style matters. It's why all of that matters because you are there to represent them. Yeah. Anyways. Love that. Moving on. That's the one that I get the most <laughs> – upset about it. It's so, it's such a big deal. And number six, last one, do not share the photos right away on social media. Certainly not before the Mm -hmm. primary photographer does and do not tag the clients ever. This should number one, be laid out in your contract or at least verbally communicated to you by the primary photographer and what their like timeline is for posting the photos. Um, but just to explain that a little bit, there's a lot of reasons behind this that we could go into, but basically this is up to the primary photographer. They're the ones who've been working one-on-one with the clients it's their clients. It's not your job to tag them, but that's also a form of self-advertising and Mm -hmm. trying to claim it as your own when you tag the clients. Um, If you're supposed to be an extension of the photographer, then you shouldn't be identifying yourself as your own business to their clients, right? even if it's just tagging in a post later. So that kind of goes with the last point that I was making, but stands on its own because that's to do with social media and your usage of the photos. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I just, oh, sorry. I just remembered a random – sorry, I keep interrupting you. No, it's great. <laughs> I just remembered a random story that I have. It's from an editor's perspective, so it's a little different. But um, I don't know. This just popped in my brain. I once shared – because I share um, the photos of weddings that I edit with full permission. Like from yeah. the photographer, we establish what that relationship looks like. Do I tag them? Do I not? Um, because not every photographer wants you to know that they outsource, and that's completely fine. Like that's up to them. Yeah. Um, but most most of my people do let me share and then I tag them with credit. I definitely shared a wedding very shortly after I finished it before the photographer even sent it back to the couple because the oh. photographer like still did. And it actually, it wasn't a big deal. And um, I don't know if this client listens to the podcast. And if she does, I don't know. This might be a little weird to hear, but it's fine. <laughs> but like I definitely, I finished the wedding and just like shared an image real quick. And the client, like the bride I don't know how she found this post because I tagged the photographer as I do. Yeah. And then the bride commented and she was like, can't wait to get these back. And I was like, uh, I, cause I do not talk with clients, oh, with, with brides yeah, and grooms. Like I, that relationship is far separate. Like I'm not dealing with that actual part of it. It's just me and the photographer. And I, I just like, I think I just liked the comment and I was like, <clears throat> and I messaged that photographer and I was like, I didn't even think about this. Like, and she was like, oh, like I, I think maybe she had sent like a sneak peek. So it wasn't like a brand new image. Like it was 
fine. But now I wait until I see their images on social media. Um, I don't really ask them because I, I, I don't need to be asking the same question over and over. But generally now when I edit a wedding, I just um, – I gather the images for social media that I want, and then usually pretty quickly the photographer is sharing those to social, so then I know that's been a good amount of time, but, like, that's just something I, as an editor, am very conscious of as well. So it's very normal to be conscious about when you're sharing based on, like, when the client gets it. Because how embarrassing would that be for you to share it before the client ever has it, and they're like, this person has it, but I don't, right? Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Well, that's such a good point. Exactly. And it, the same goes for, yeah, for second shooters. Every photographer is different and each client is different with different expectations. So you just don't want to get in the middle of that. You don't want to be tagging and posting on social media. You don't want to be posting things before the photographer has had a chance to deliver it. You don't know what the photographer is doing. You don't know if they're creating a physical album that they want to send out at the same time as yeah. the gallery. You don't know. The whole so just, delivery experience. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So you need to just respect that and pay very close attention to posting and being respectful for that. Totally. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that that was, uh, all those my points, six, the um, pillars. Yeah. Those were my six pillars. Thank you very much <laughs> for being a good second shooter. Um, so now that we've shared what it takes to be a good second shooter, what about when you are looking to hire the second shooters? So primary photographers, there are a few things that you should remember if you want to be pleasant to work with as well. Yeah, for sure. For primary photographers, we have three simple rules. So we went over the six pillars. Here's the three rules for the primary photographers. All right. I love it. Um, Kindness, communication, and fair pay. Done. No, I'm just kidding. Number one, kindness. (laughs) Um, This should really go without saying, but remember that your second photographer is not your maid. They deserve your respect. Um, I, again, haven't been in this scenario, but I imagine it's easy for, like, a second shooter to show up and have you just kind of really start, like, delegating almost to the point of, like, did you bring a coffee? Like, did you do this? Not saying you do this, Beth, but I mean in life. It's probably, Mm -hmm. like, easy for that relationship to get a little funny. So definitely, yeah. Yeah. Your second photographers are also professionals. They are not your servants. They deserve respect. They are there to assist you, but not to be overworked, especially if you aren't paying them to do more than a second shooter's job description. Speak to them kindly and with patience. You may have different shooting styles, and that's okay. Ask them to do it your way with patience and explain if you need it to, and feel free to, like, I guess it's okay to like have a little teaching moment in that too. Not a mentorship, but a few moments of like, hey, here's what I like to do. Here's this tip. Yeah, exactly. Um, Like quick note that I was thinking while you were saying that, I had a photographer friend share like a story with me. Well, I've had a few people, I think, chat about this kind of thing, um, about how they took second shooting gigs and the primary photographer was asking them to do like way too much. Mm -hmm. Um, And not just like on the day of, but like on days leading up to it. And then on the wedding day, they felt as if the primary photographer was kind of taking advantage of them or even like sabotaging them, like Mm. really weird. Um, So definitely the job of being a second photographer, that whole relationship, second photographer, primary photographer, there's roles on both sides you need to be paying attention to. And I think overall, just boundaries of respect and kindness are good to keep in mind. You know, treat them like an employee, not a maid, like you said. Right. Um, but a, another note to second photographers, be willing to learn and adjust. This isn't your wedding. So just make sure you're willing to shoot how the primary photographer wants you to shoot. Anyway, so yeah. go ahead. Keep going. Totally. Sorry. Yeah, I love that. And kindness as any employer is just so like so important. Mm-hmm. Like the minute, in my opinion, again, take from my end, the minute you – I feel like sign up to take on second shooters and have second photographers, you're signing up to be a bit of a teacher. Again, this isn't a mentorship, but teaching moments of like, if they're maybe not doing something correctly, um, 
not being like, hey, that's wrong. You suck. But just like, oh, by the way, uh, you're holding your camera this way, but that's actually photographing them from low. You need to flip your camera and like hold it up high to get them from up high. You yeah. know, like, feel free to just take that moment instead of being like, oh, stupid. Why would you take the photos this way? Like you're signing up yeah. to like have some patience. Right. In that. Not like you have to guide well, the beginning to end, but just like if you have right. to correct, do so in a way that's kind. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that will kind of come in in um, – realizing what kind of experience level you hired. If you want to hire someone and give them the blessing of getting more experience because they're new, then yeah, for sure. Like you said, be ready for some teaching moments and be patient and know how to do that well and with kindness. Of course, if you don't want to do that, if you really want someone who is just as good as you, then okay, then you're gonna have to hire someone with more experience and pay more. But anyways, you were saying, keep love that. Yeah. So that's kindness. Number two, communication. Your second shooter will likely be second shooting for multiple photographers, each with a different shooting style and different preferences for their second shooter. So it's your job to make sure that you've clearly outlined what you need from that shooter and discover their skill level. Make sure they are prepared for the wedding day in regards to having the necessary information like start end time location the gear they need to bring everything like that just like establish clear communication yeah exactly that's really going to be the most important to set you up to have a good a good second shooter whether they're experienced or not yeah because i i've thought about this i can't imagine well I, i guess i could imagine it but shooting for multiple people um you have to have everyone's different preferences in your head and like kind of ready to go, especially during busy times. So yeah, just yeah. patience and communication in areas mm-hmm. like that. And then number three, like I said, fair pay. We love fair pay. Be aware that pay may vary or should vary. If you hire a new photographer, they can expect to be paid less than if you hire an experienced photographer. That's yeah. just the way the industry works. So don't pay your experienced photographers at the rate of a new of a new photographer. And a good general rule that also goes hand in hand with kindness if you get tipped, consider tipping your second shooter as well. But a lot of it applies just to anything. If you work at any any wedding vendor industry and you're bringing other people on, these are things that apply everywhere for catering, for flowers, for yeah. um, photographers who are outsourcing to editors. Like the, the same principles really all apply. Yeah. And I think, yeah, we just kind of wanted to make the point overall that like if you are a second shooter, you have big responsibilities. And if you're hiring a second shooter, you also have responsibilities, you know, just acknowledging on both sides that everybody's different and works different. So you need to communicate, you know, and I think a really big, honestly, I think a really big one that you mentioned is not overworking your second shooters. Just be Mm -hmm. respectful of what their role is. Um, They're not there to like be your servant. If they go above and beyond, great, but recognize what above and beyond is and know that that is above and beyond. Like if they bring you a coffee or something, that's awesome. But that's yeah. not necessarily part of the job description. And your next one might not do that. And that doesn't mean your next one is bad. They just didn't think to do that. Or maybe they didn't have time. Or maybe they don't feel like they're getting paid enough to do that. So yeah, just totally. It's good. Yeah. And I like what you said earlier about like um, showing up and like being present. Like you as a second shooter to kind of play off that point of like you're not expected to do this stuff. Try texting your photographer and being like, do you need a coffee? Like on the way, I'm on the way, the way to the venue. Do you need a coffee? Do you need a tea? You know, like little, little things like that can really go a long way and establish that, like establish that relationship to be more than just like, we're working together and we're going like, Hey, do you need a coffee? Do you need a tea? When the wedding finishes? Hey, do you want to get ice cream? You know, like yeah, just the little things like that, that might really set you apart. Cause Beth, I know you and I have talked about um, outside of this episode about like, for you, and I'm, I won't speak for every photographer because this might not be every photographer, but I know for you, you like to find friends in the industry too. Yeah. Um, 
beyond I understand it is like a work relationship but I just think the little touches of like can I grab you anything before we go or whatever can really just like set you apart and make that photographer want to work with you more that would at least be me too I think but yeah no for sure yeah as you're saying that I was kind of thinking you know we didn't really explain yet in this episode like the second shooters I've worked with that I've really loved and like what they've been like because we've said you know we said our pillars but I thought it might be fun to share like the best second shooters I've had have had a few of the same qualities and Mm -hmm. it kind of has helped me. That's one of the things that helped me narrow down like what my six pillars were for what I think a great second shooter is. And so, I mean, I think I can, do you think I should share? Yeah, no, do it. I love that. I think that would be awesome. Okay. So like one of the first things, and you were talking about being friendly and like making friends. One of the first things I noticed in my favorite second shooters have been that they have been friendly. um, Mm -hmm. And they've also been like really hardworking and respectful. And that really leads me to be able to have a relationship with them because, you know, if I feel there's a mutual respect and they've been friendly and eager and I just really, really like when people are hardworking, um, I will often go to my second shooters throughout a wedding day and be like, are you good? Like, do you want to take a break? Like, I'm not going mm-hmm. to let you overwork yourself if you're second shooting for me, um, but I do want to see that you are working hard and then right. take plenty of breaks. But I just like when when the base is a hard work ethic. Yeah, um, you have to like kind of bring them down from the work and be like, hey, time to eat, you know, but you don't have to be yeah. like, hey, why are you sitting? Like get up. Yeah, I, I get that totally. Yeah, exactly. And then another thing that I notice a lot of my favorite second shooters, they're very like patient um, with information. So this was kind of a point I made earlier in the podcast, like let the primary photographer give you the information. Oftentimes like my brides won't even give me a timeline until – like a couple of days before. And mm-hmm. so if I hire my second shooter a couple of months before, it's really nice when they're just like, oh, I know you'll get me the information when I need it. Like right. I have a date. I, I'm available that date. You let me know the timeline when it's time. And so it's really nice. They're often very like easy to communicate with. Um, they wait for me to give them the information, but there's also a bit of a trust there. Kind of going back to the first thing I said, like, you know, there's a friendly relationship that is built. So they trust me, um, which right. is nice. Um And then another, I mean, of course, it always stands out to me when someone does go above and beyond. I've had a second shooter show up before a couple of times with like a tea for me in the morning or they're like, oh, what's your coffee? I don't drink coffee, but you know, it's like, what's your tea? I was going to say, if they bring you tea, that's like your love language because if they brought you coffee, you'd be like, no. (laughs) But Well, it's so nice because I've had a couple people and then someone who's done this multiple times, they'll be like, oh, what's your coffee order? Or they know now, like, what's your tea order? And that's just so nice. Like, I feel so honored and blessed when they do that. And it's also an acknowledgement I feel of respect knowing that like I this is a big day for me like wedding days are exhausting I'm going to be there longer than them I'm working very hard I'm the main point of contact everything falls on my shoulder and they're really there to assist so I feel like that's such a big above and beyond move Um, but more and more people are doing that now and I really respect that and I have decided that whenever I second shoot I want to do that as well Um, because of how much an impact it made on me the first time that a second shooter did that to me I was like oh this is this is the bar I'm going to do this now every time that I can I do that for um, my photographers, um, like who shoot who shoot me, like because I've had some like branding sessions done, and and yeah, that's always just like, well, I mean, you did one of mine, <laughs> so of course I'm gonna buy you a tea. But like, uh, I had another photographer who's um, back home do one for me, and yeah, just a simple text like, hey, I'm getting coffee for the day. What's your what's your order? And sometimes they don't need anything and that's chill. But I, I just yeah, it's so nice in life. I think that's just a nice thing to do yeah. for sure. <laughs> Exactly. And it goes such a long way, especially in developing real relationships and, and friendships. Um, 
yeah, I think it's great. It just shows you care so much. And then another thing that's like kind of a side point that I didn't put in the pillars was like energy matching. This one is kind of random, mm-hmm. but I love, oh, I love that. When, yeah. And it makes – so for me, when I go to a wedding day, I try really hard to make sure that I am a very positive point of contact, I guess. I just want to be a very positive light throughout the day because it's a very stressful day and, you know, the parents of the bride and groom, the bride and groom themselves, um, bridal party, like there's a lot that they're doing and it's really easy for there to be tension and stress. So I want to be someone who is always smiling. And when they come to me, I am confident, I'm smiling, I'm calm. So when I have a second shooter that matches my energy and they make a point to do so because everyone's different, you know, we don't walk around every day, like super smiling, super calm, super confident. So when they go, okay, this is how Bethany start the wedding day. I'm going to make sure that I'm very kind. I'm very smiley. I'm very calm. Yeah. Like that, that is awesome. I love when my favorite, my favorite second shooters definitely do that as well. They are really good at energy matching. And I don't know if it's a super conscious choice they make, but it's something that they do um, purposefully, I think, as far as I can tell. Um, So that's another great one as well. And I think that those are like the main things that I see that really flow over. And aside from that, my favorite second shooters are always really respectful about asking when they can post. They do not post before me. All those boundaries, mm-hmm. they're never tagging. Um, they're always listing me as the primary photographer. That's another one. If you're a second shooter and you oh, post on, yeah. on social call. media, make sure that you post who the primary photographer was. Again, that's giving them credit. That's kind of the same along the same, same lines of the client tagging. You were technically an employee or a client kind of of the photographer. So give them credit because they hired you. It was their wedding day. So nice. anyways, I hope that makes sense. Those yeah. Like oh, I, no, that was a, <laughs> that was a great way to like finish off. Cause I, that's like different than like, here's the standards, but then here's also for like you specifically what really stood out. I think that's super. Yeah. I think there's a lot to learn from that for sure. Yeah, exactly. All right. So I think to wrap up this episode, we have some bonus tips. We're going to share how you can get more second shooting gigs. It's one thing to want more second shooting gigs. It's another thing to know where to look. So we suggest that, number one, uh, you should be following many photographers who you look up to, people who are successful, people who are busy on social media. When because you know they're going to post when they need second shooters. They're going to put on their stories for a second shooter call. Uh, That's a really great way to start out guaranteeing that you will see some second shooter calls. I think that's actually going to be the best way. Instagram, Facebook, make sure you're following lots of local photographers to your area. Even if they have slightly different styles from you, remember when you're second shooting, you don't have to have their exact exact same style because you're going to be giving the photos to them. So you just want to be following people who get lots of work, people who you look up to because they're going to be the ones who are looking for second shooters. Yeah, totally. Another way is to join a second shooter community like Second Shooter Society. They will have lots of tips for you. And you can also actually create a profile on their website to help facilitate um, more connections with your primary shooters. And lastly, don't be afraid to post that you are looking for more second shooting gigs. Primary photographers will see that and they'll save that or even reach out to you right away to add you to their contact list for when they need a second shooter. I have a list going of my second shooters that I want to reach out to every time that I need a second shooter. I have like my main three that I usually go to. And if they're busy, I just keep working my way down the list. And sometimes I'll need to do a second shooter call if it's in an area that I don't have second shooters already based in. But yeah, if you just put yourself out there, somebody's going to see it and they'll probably add you to their list. Right. Awesome. And as always, remember to create real relationships with your fellow vendors. We talk about this huge in, it's a very, it's an earlier episode of ours, but our um, community versus competition episode, we talk huge about creating 
community and cultivating relationships in the industry that will ultimately lead to more work. There's absolutely huge amount of room for community in this industry and it's being a community mm -hmm. member and it's it's giving it's taking it's receiving it's putting yourself out there it's cultivating relationships um, with your primary photographer for sure and then yeah feel free to say hello to your fellow vendors oh you did the flowers these are beautiful like be a part of that of that community but ultimately to your primary for sure first like you're you're their work bestie basically <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning in once again. We really look forward to getting to share our thoughts on topics like this, especially relating to um, businesses, business owning. Photography is a big one, and we haven't gotten to do a photography topic in a while. So this was like wonderful yeah. for us to just kind of dive into this. And we really hope you got something useful out of it. Again, for the aspiring second shooters, the existing ones, or the photographers who want to pick up more second shooting, we really hope all this helped like clarify some stuff that maybe you didn't know. So... For more resources, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Art of Intention at Art of Intention Podcast. We share so many resources per episode. Um, if there's any resources that apply, we're constantly updating that and putting even more material out there for you guys to use. And as always, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Zencaster, wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave a five-star review wherever you listen and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And we will catch you next week. Bye. Bye.